It's a human need to be told stories. The more we're governed by idiots and have no control over our destinies, the more we need to tell stories to each other about who we are, why we are, and where we come from, and what might be possible. Alan Rickman. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is divorced. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Warden. As far as I know, this is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this very special episode. This is our... 100th episode, and this is a very special, it's part 33 of our special 100-parter, 100th episode. What a week it has been, but I can't tell you anything that has been on my mind other than I finally did something that most adults my age have done at this point. No, it's not that thing. Uh, it's watching Die Hard. Uh, Katie and I watched it, uh, last, er, two nights ago? Last night? In the last 48 hours, we watched Die the Hard. last, like, quarter of it. Yeah. It took us, like, three days yeah. to pull their asses. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. It's fantastic. It's amazing. I'm telling y'all, y'all have already seen it. Let's, let's, I'm not here to debate the merits of the holiday appropriateness of it or not. I'm here to say that it really needs to be appreciated for the action film that it is, the entry into the action movie genre. Um, it is a, a flawless film for the genre. Uh, it definitely has had a lasting impact on the genre and filmmaking since then. It's fun, too. I mean, that's a huge thing. It's an entertaining film with some fantastic performances. Uh, and the script is written really well. Watch it and listen to all the, the dialogue. Um, not even just the dialogue. It, it, there's there's visual elements, much like Silver Linings Playbook, where you can look at the uh, objects, the character work, the the setting, and everything. Um, I I think about the iconic shot from Silver Linings Playbook where Pat and Tiffany are standing, and you see the picture of um, uh, Ronnie and Veronica and their kid in the background between Pat and Tiffany. And it's such an interesting picture because you sort of see like this fake happiness, but this honest uh, animosity, but it's sexual tension as well. And it's just a beautiful uh, um, display of how sometimes in, in film you can use even unspoken uh, aspects of film. The imagery. I'm, I'm searching for a really complicated term when it's the picture part of the moving picture show uh, to tell part of the story. And yes, it is 2022. It is, this is probably our last podcast we're going to have before Christmas, unless we have another one. So I uh, hope you all are prepared for really happy holidays or not, or whatever you celebrate. But I was, I was going to just take a moment to say, in my defense, um, I wasn't ever putting off watching Die Hard. There's just so many movies that, you know, not everybody has seen every single thing. Not every, nobody has seen every single movie there is, right? Like, I have 
I finally got around to seeing the Rambos, but I've never seen uh, the Terminator movies. I've seen one Terminator movie. I saw Terminator Dark Fate, um, oh. which made almost no sense to me, considering you, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it. Um, I've seen none of the Lethal Weapon movies, except I think like the fourth one. When I kept, so TNT, do you remember the channel TNT? They're responsible for showing me a lot of the new classics, but often... Like, um, I think it could, it could have been, I think I've seen (laughs) rush hour three. I probably did see the first rush hour because that that was a funny movie when it came out. That was like a, that was a a big build, um, comic, but I, I've, uh, actually Katie and I watched my first predator film. It's not called my first predator film. It was the first predator film that I've seen from the predator series. Um, but uh, and w- was that called pre- was it called something else? They did not right. even have prey. I, right, all right. So yeah, um, which was pretty good. I, I and I think that can be sort of taken as a standalone. I didn't feel like I needed any predator mythology to enjoy that film as a um, random sci-fi thing. It was it was, but it was um, it was very enjoyable to me to see like like. A, it wasn't my favorite movie ever, but I could really appreciate what they did with it as we watched it, being like, oh, they, they made a really low-budget for a high-budget franchise film that, um, because they came up with a story and an inventive new way to, to change it, setting it back in the past, that they're like, oh, this breathes new life into it. This, this, it, yeah, it felt more like money a, off of it for a thing. Money. But I haven't seen a lot of the classic movies that, that a lot of people my age have seen. I've never seen Waterworld. I've never seen the three, the 355. I've never seen The Legend of La Llorona. I've never seen The Commando. I've never seen American Siege. I've never seen Scream. I've never seen any of the Scream films. I've never seen Hotel Transylvania what, Transformania. What, what, is, what, what list is this? Um, all the movies starting from uh, 2022. Oh. I was just going to list, I was going to spend the, the next 70, 67 parts of this podcast listing all the movies I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, Shattered. I haven't seen The Royal Treatment. I haven't seen Redeeming Love. I haven't seen The King's Daughter. I haven't seen The Tiger Rising. I haven't seen Hellblazers. I haven't seen The Fallout. I haven't seen Home Team. I haven't seen The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. But I have seen... The original Ice Age, if it's the same series as the Ice what? Age films. I haven't seen Clean. I haven't seen Sundown. I haven't seen Jackass Forever. But I have seen the other Jackass movies. I haven't seen Moonfall. I haven't seen Last Looks. I haven't seen The Long Night. I haven't seen Kimmy. I haven't seen Shut In. I haven't seen Death on the Nile. I haven't seen Marry Me. We'll get into more of the movies I haven't seen later. Uh, if there's any movies you haven't seen that you feel like what are what are some of the movies that you feel like everybody in our age group has seen? Let me know at the Silver Linings Play at Silver Lining no the just Silver Linings Playcast at gmail.com. S-I-L-B-E-R-L-I-N-I-N-G-S-P-L-A-Y-C-A-S-T at Gmail as in Gulf Mike Alpha India Lima dot com. I'm so glad I could remember that. I got kind of nervous as yeah, I, was I was saying say, it. Like... Oh, there's the podcast. Oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Um, hey, I want to I want to uh, jump back into how mm-hmm. you were talking about Die Hard being kind of a um, It, uh, you said it was like, you know, it, it kind of set the pace or set the tone for other action films since the 80s. Um, how do you feel that that movie, the original, the first Die Hard, yeah. would, um, would translate as a radio show, like War of the Worlds? Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wait. Should... So is it technically, that's what I'm saying, like, if, if it, I think it would, because a lot of it does take It's on the radio. Over radio. CB, it could be a CB play. We could do a stage show of Die Like Hard. a radio, really a fun. radio version of it without all the big bangs and stuff, or it, like, uh-huh. as I'm actually thinking, yes, like a stage play, but set up like in an old school radio type of way where you had the people that do the footsteps and you have the knocking on the door and you mm-hmm. have the... The, even if you had like one of those little plastic Tommy guns, like, that, mm-hmm. you know, like. Absolutely. I think you could have, you could have it in a smaller building. Mm-hmm. Um, you could yeah. have it in a. But only need to be three floors. You could have it on a ship. I guess actually that's why there's more. How, how many of them have you seen? Have you seen all of the Die Hard movies or have you seen? In passing. In passing. I'm about 98% sure that I have seen them all. Um, but mostly because, yes, thanks to TNT mm-hmm. and... Have you seen Gasoline Alley? No. Have you seen After Yang? No. Have you seen Fresh? No. Have you seen A Day to Die? Uh, no. Have you seen The Atom Project? No. Have you seen Turning Red? No. Have you seen Tyson's Run? No. Have you seen Rescued by Ruby? No. Have you seen The Outfit... That I'm wearing right now? I'm kidding, yes. No, I have not. I haven't seen any of those movies either. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. I'm not sure... There's so many movies in so little time. I mean, you just need to watch the Silver Linings Playcast, though. That's... Like, that's that's the mm-hmm. only movie that is really important in this generation. It, 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 it is a movie for this generation. I don't think people talk about, like, the, the generational significance of it. But it's, it's a really interesting... Because it was a movie that really addressed um, uh, that actors that, that can like and stuff, go, okay. and, <laughs> and relationships, and I think that's actually one of the actors interesting can things age in and age out about of about it that like you have unlike the Irishman. What okay. is what is part of the problem that Pat is experiencing with his dad is partially that I think his dad is from the old school thought of like why is my son being ridiculous. And his mother, as much as she has compassion for him, doesn't understand uh, that he is having some psychological issues. And so he sort of, like, doesn't... Ha- like, he has this weird familial they support. They, air quotes, did everything right, and so why is he messed up? Yeah. It's very much the story, not only of a man and a woman and serial, but also the generational differences. Um, and... And it sort of takes that look, uh, also because you have somebody who is like actively engaged in trying to make themselves better, and somebody you have two perspectives too, because you have um, Tiffany who is sort of like 
aware and doing things for herself to try to make herself better. One of my favorite quotes from her is, is, is when she's like, I paraphrasing, I know I have problems, but like I'm dealing with them and, and it helps. Can you say the same for yourself? Yeah. Yes. And Pat, when he, in his early times in therapy, he's basically sitting there being like, I'm here because it's court ordered. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you have sort of the two different approaches that a lot of people find themselves in. And I think there's a good medium in there that they find actually too, because you never see Tiffany go to therapy, but they talk about their medications together. And then you find it's, it's a mix. The healing comes from, from a mix of things. Pat starts disciplining his life and starts doing the behaviors that he needs to help him uh, get over some of the problems he has, but he also has people that can understand him at his level too. I think that's one of the huge defining things in that story is that he goes to see his old friend, that uh, uh, Ronnie and Veronica, but like he doesn't get what he needs from them because they are busy portraying themselves as this suburban couple and how do we look to all our friends. Um, he doesn't find the support he needs in his brother who is just like trying to impress their dad and be the, the commercial success. He finds uh, the, real, the real help he needs in somebody who believes him and somebody who meets him where he is, shares her problems, and believes his. Um, and, in some, and, and doesn't let him uh, give up on himself, you know? There's, there's multiple times where she grabs him and yells at him, and it's, they're not always, like, they would have gotten together at the beginning of the movie if it had just been about love, but it was about so much more. It was about them fulfilling uh, really important parts. It's a very sweet movie. Because actually, think about this, right? Like, they don't even sleep together during the whole movie. How many, like romance film romance genre films do the characters never sleep together but that's not the connection these two characters needed they needed something more fundamental personal and raw and naked they needed um to know each other in in ways it's uh, a lot more graphic and adult situation than a pg-13 movie would be um, yeah, with poorly placed blankets. Yeah, there's, the, and I think that's sort of, uh, which is, and it's, it's an interesting thing too, because even part of, of of Tiffany's character is like she's a sex addict, um, and offers it up several times to Pat and other people come by, and that's all. It's almost a thing. This is an important part of their their courtship too. He, that's why he was the right character for her because he puts it off. I mean, I'm sure he's a man that's just spent uh, eight months by himself um, in the, the facility, but even when Tiffany physically throws herself at him, he knows that it is more important that, that they not then at that point, um, even though there are hints that he finds her physically attractive because he talks to therapist about it but he's like they're 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 building something different um they're they were building the foundation before they painted the insides of the rooms um which is (laughs) ironically a really specific metaphor from the fact that that ronnie and veronica are 
talking about their house so much, like all the details. They're yeah. so obsessed like, oh, look, with like, like, look at this thing like, that yeah, you the, have uh -huh. here with a, with a thermostat yeah. or something like that. And, and, but you never hear of them having any like connection over anything too. They even, they have a kid in the whole thing and they, and they don't even like talk about having this shared child. They're just talking about playing their roles and, um, like I said, it's a stark contrast wants, for, yeah. Really, and hopefully they're fine too. I mean, I know they're a fictional couple, but I know some people that's all they want out in life. But I think there's so many people uh, in this day and age, our age, millennials, older millennials, younger Gen Xers, and, and there's just a human desire for something meaningful, meaningful and warm and real, genuinity. Listening is that a word? Well, I tried to use that word the other day. It's absolutely a word. Anything, anything you can say is a word. The English language is fluid. It's just not a, it's just not a publicly acknowledged it's, If you say Webster. something enough times, it becomes a word. Don't. That's how words <laughs> That's how work. dough ended up in the dictionary. That's, oh. Now I want a dough. Nuts. Uh, ah, that's the only thing I forgot to get the other day when I went to go get the Ed McMuffins. I was like, oh my goodness, it's early enough. I could go stop by that. I forgot. What about, oh, wait, where's the closest place where I could go get one of those strawberry frosted donuts with the sprinkles? Because <laughs> good that's lord, not... even though that's going to make me shit my brains out, I should probably go get one. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I can make Christmas cookies. Right. Yeah. No, we don't need... Yeah, it's good. We're decorating right now. No, we're not. <laughs> we're paused. The ornaments are upstairs. And yeah. I'm, I'm severely challenging myself internally. Like, is it worth the effort? I brought them upstairs, but is it really worth the effort to put them on the tree? When should we take them down? Like... Whose put... tradition is this? Right? <laughs> well, no. tradition. it's only a tradition if you've done it. If you don't do it, then it's okay. You can make your own traditions. Oh. Traditions are the stuff you do. I apologize. That means that Jake should be done pooping. We all need timers in our lives sometimes like that. And that is a good one. All right, sorry, we had a brief pause for station identification, but uh, yeah, so um, I don't remember exactly where I was, but I know I was discussing some of the movies that I have not seen, and I have not seen Cheaper by the Dozen, the original or the remake. I've not seen Windfall. I've not seen X. I've not seen Uma. I haven't seen Alice. Ooh, but I'm very excited. Because today, um, today, Netflix just dropped the second season of Alice in Borderland, which is a Japanese series that I really enjoyed. Oh, I'm really sad I was about to talk to you all about Alice in Borderland, and I had written a review for it for the exclusive reviews LLC website, but it is no longer a website. The domain is gone. The exclusive reviews website is gone. I was a major contributing reviewer to it. Uh, it was a very fun project that 
Nick Conrad and I had going. Conrad started it, and I guess when he stops a project, he deletes all the remnants of it existing. Oh gosh, um, you're recording again. I'm sorry. I am recording again. <laughs> but just the part. Well, maybe it's just on pause. Maybe he still has the reviews. All, all the things are deleted. Yeah, even the uh, Excel, the Google spreadsheet that had the list of all the reviews that we had. Well, Conrad, if done. you're listening. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. Cause you we could were, create a Christmas miracle. Our, we were so excited because we were doing the reviews for all the uh, streaming service exclusives. And then we were going to have awards at the end of the year for our favorites called the Sclusies. And then we're going to have an I Love Sclusi uh, award for the exclusive <laughs> reviews. It was so adorable and cute. And it was like, it was actually a fun project because we were doing, like, the best part about it was it literally was not for anything. Like, that's, it's funny how much I'm finding joy in that, in, in, in not only my own work, but in others when people do things for themselves like it, it the, the irony is that some of the most marketable special and valuable things are those things genuinely done but I think that is this key to being an artist versus being someone who creates art for creates markets um, versus, yeah. yeah but I mean content even I mean I'm expanding that beyond what we think of as content when we say content but you know there's there's commercial painters that whip out billions and billions of things, but then you have people like Banksy who does... It's not about any of the paint that's been applied to whatever he puts it on. Sorry, I wish there you could see Jake things, right now. He is rolling on his back and yeah. full-on dogging on the couch. Uh-huh. <laughs> there is a dog behind me somewhere doing things, and... He is Jake from State Farm. Part of the um, plan or making plans for. Uh, apparently, he is a very vicious guard dog that kept the male person away. From <laughs> our, yes. Our domicile this morning. I got I got notification that three packages were on their way, and then I got notifications that three packages had turned tail and run because they're a mighty mighty guard dog that you hear sneezing and rolling and enjoying yes. his own existence. Apparently. Skirt off the mail, people. Yes. So that's okay. Animal, what we said, animal... Animal interference. Interference. Uh-huh. So... Uh-huh. We should talk about fantasy football. We should, because I know somebody who was doing mighty well and didn't even remember that they had a draft till like, a couple hours before it was going no, off, I after, think. after. After the yeah. draft was already done. And sitting in what? Second, second place? Second right place. Yeah. Out of how many? Uh, gosh, got, we have 12. You got a full, the, yeah, I think we okay. have a full, full on 12 leagues. Yeah. Let's look. Still impressive. Oh, it's 10. It's 10. I think actually there were two know. people. Mm-hmm. No, we used to be 12, but now it's a 10 person league, but it's also for Nana and Boo Boo's. So it's not like for money. It's the most beautiful. Yeah. You're doing art. You made you made something that's a game. And it's art. Which is funny. I think I think the team names is a big part of expression, you know? 
my team name last year was The Hill I Die On, which was Tyreek Hill. And um, that carried over because I just happenstanced if I auto or when I auto drafted without knowing, I got Tyreek Hill again. So it carried over. Absolutely. I if I I couldn't I can't play fantasy sports anymore because when I used to play fantasy baseball back in two thousand seven, I just selected all the Braves. <laughs> and or my favorite players that had been on the Braves. I was very I was a very vo- loyal. Oh. Wait, what's up? Um, yeah, sorry. The wind is kicking up real bad, so and, we're gonna probably have some but, limbs and like, um, not limbs, but like big branches. Limbs and branches. That's okay. You're tired. I am tired. I've been putting in like regular people days kind of for the last two days. I did like chores and stuff yesterday and then I went to sleep but it was late. Oh, you know what also though? I've I've been doing my work. I've been working in my field. I talked to, to Marcus a little bit about this yesterday morning. Um, that I've been fitting some some commodore back into my schedule. And um, it's funny because I, I told him the thing I was surprised about. I was like, I used to have all this white space on my calendar and I felt like I couldn't get anything done. And so part of my, my excuse to myself worried, oh, I can't do it because then I'm going to lose two to four hours doing all this pre- but in some ways, it actually makes me more organized. Like, it gives me this goal because, like, I get my... I, well, I had writing done, I mean, the first week I didn't, but I had writing ready, so I knew I was going to go. I was excited about it. It sort of got me wanting to make sure that um, I got my nap. Even It, it motivated me to do these other projects. Um, it's been part of the reason that I've been getting my camera stuff out and practicing with that because it's like I want... I'm excited about the whole world that exists there and documenting uh, the, the comedy scene. Actually, I talked this afternoon to um, John, uh, I won't use their last names because they haven't been on here, but John and Tyler, who run the Tuesday mic, and I was like, hey, you know, just throwing out the idea, would, would y'all be open to me coming and documenting the, the, the mic and interviewing y'all? And they, and they were both excited, like, oh, absolutely. And it, and that re-energized me, too, and being like, oh, there's these people that are excited for me to help them sort of talk about what they do, uh, which is why I was like, I'm, I want to start making it's a sure that relationship. these batteries last. Now, also, at the, the mic that you're talking about, you saw that uh, they had a host and a co-host type situation this past week. Mm-hmm. What about having the camera set up and stuff where you have the host that's on stage and then you have a table set up like they used to at the WWE matches? Like where you had, I know horrible but like Joe Rogan and stuff where they would actually have somebody slide over and they could talk about their set or something like mm-hmm. we're like oh we just we just saw this person bomb like you know like rah, 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 yeah. bah, bah. 
That could be like a sports commentary type thing. That would be like, really funny for certain shows. I think like they all go out and smoke cigarettes right after they're done anyway, so you could do it right outside the door. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't interfere with the actual, the uh-huh. actual show going on on stage. So the flow still remains, but uh-huh. you get to walk off stage, decompress, have a little interview. Uh-huh. Maybe. The problem with that is. Well, there's know. another one. There's not. Uh, God, the wind is kicking, chicken. Sorry. Uh-huh. Is that raining too? No, that's just wind. That's the gusts that's bringing in that cold well. front. Mm-mm. No, sir. Okay. That's just the rest of the leaves rattling. Alright. I mean, like. As far as I knew, five, ten minutes ago when I let Jake in. Yeah. No, that's okay. I was just curious. I didn't, I didn't know if it was supposed to, because it looked like it was going to all day. Um, no, it did earlier. Oh, crap. I forgot to pull the carrots. <laughs> Stupid. I mean, we could bring the whole bin inside if you want. I could run out there. And... I think that they're done. I mean, it's been it's been definitely seventy five days. They're they're definitely at maturity. They're probably gonna rot away if I just. That's so weird, cause. That's just the dead the dead branches and stuff falling on the tin roof. All right, so yeah, it's dipping to thirty eight right now. And there's only a seven percent chance of rain. And there's a zero really? percent chance. Yeah. So that's just that's just the wind whipping. Yeah. And that's the trees that are right in front of the like the front of the tin. Yeah. They shed their little their little buddies. Especially, you know, since they're not they're not growing anymore and stuff, so mm-hmm. Are there trees out there? Mm-hmm. <coughs> I think I never even noticed. Right out here? Yeah. Oh look at Tiny Cat. Mm-hmm. Podcat. <laughs> She's sitting here. She's been on some adventures. She's she keeps eyeing the tree we got set up in. I think she she likes attacking the vacuum cleaner. Okay. Also, let me pause really quick to tell you guys a couple more of the movies I have not seen. I have not seen <laughs> The Lost City. What? Um, I have not seen Infinite Storm. I have not seen Seven Days. I haven't seen Moonshot. I haven't seen Morbius. I haven't seen The Bubble. I haven't seen The Contractor. I have, res- I have not seen Better Nate Than Ever. That's Better Nates Than Ever? Yes. Um, uh, I don't know any... Uh, Lisa Kudrow. That's the only famous person that I know from that. Ruby Wood, Joshua Bassett... Aria Brooks, Lisa Kudrow, Norbert Leo. You know Brooks. Lisa Kudrow. I do. That's yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. I was the only person I knew. Um, Apollo Ten and a Half. Haven't seen it. Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Haven't seen it. Oh, you know what? I kind of see that. The first one was better than it was supposed to be. I uh, haven't seen Ambulance. I haven't seen all the old knives. Uh, oh, there's some. There's what's uh, that made me think of though, uh, you know, what's that I'm excited about. Um, is it the glass onion or glass onion or glass onion? This looks like a glass like onion. That. Would you yeah. like to hang that one on the tree? I'll hang it on the tree. 
Do you have a preference on any of these first four that you would like to um, set them up for you? I will hang... Myself. No, I'm sorry. Okay, now I'm going off a list of movies that have been most seen by people. I was... I got interested. Sorry, we had like a weird... Um, we're winterizing tonight, so Katie had to run off. But uh, I... I was looking up a list of the movies that most people have seen. Not the, the movies that the most total people had seen, but like that most people uh, talking about like the mode average, um, the, the largest percentage of people have seen, not necessarily how many times they watch the movies. But I think I found the exact opposite thing. And it is an IMDb list of the, let's see, the most, wa what is the most watched movies of all time. So that means these movies have gotten the most views, but not necessarily the most amount of people have watched it, as far as I understand the list. Uh, starting with number one, and there's 40 on the title, 40 on this list, um, Titanic. Uh, just knock that off. Last year, Katie and I watched it for the, for my first time, her millionth time. E.T., The Extraterrestrial, seen that. The Wizard of Oz, I've seen that. Star Wars, the original 1977 episode four, A New Hope, definitely seen that. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, I think I've seen that. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Disney cartoon, I've seen that. Seen some other ones, too. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Have not seen that. The Lion King, 1994, the original. Have seen that. The Godfather, I've seen that. Jesus, haven't seen that. Uh, haven't heard of that. According to the New York Times, this film is most likely the most watched motion picture of all time. The Jesus film... Project states that the film has been viewed more than six billion times, including repeat viewings. Um, I I totally believe it that it's it's one of the uh, Christian films and films like that that sort of appeal to specific audiences tend to have very strong loyal bases and they get those repeat viewers. I'm just curious because I've never heard of it. It's just called Jesus. It's a 1979 film. Filmed on location in Israel at authentic biblical sites, this inspirational drama and commercial success retells the life of Christ. John Krish, Peter Sykes, directed. Brian Deacon, Rivka, Neiman, Alexander. I don't, I don't know that film. Interesting. I don't know the most watched film of all time. Number 11, Jurassic Park, 1993. Man, I can't believe it's... That old. Uh, 1981, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Seen both of those. Uh, Indiana Jones and Harry Potter. Shawshank Redemption. Seen that. Schindler's List. Have not seen it, but Katie and I are meaning to watch it. We both have never seen it and both uh, want to watch that. Um, the Dark Knight. Definitely seen it. Pirates of the Caribbean. The Curse of the Black Pearl. If that's the first one, 
I've seen it. If it's one of the other ones, I may or may not have seen it. I've seen some of them, but I don't know which ones I've seen by title. Jaws, seen it. Fight Club, seen it. Pulp Fiction, seen I'm doing good on this list. This is Forrest Gump, seen it. Shrek, seen it. Transformers, seen it. Back to the Future, seen it. Citizen Kane, seen it. Psycho, yep. Sound of Music, I think I did as a child. I don't remember it, though. Ben-Hur? I've seen what I think is parts of it. Not sure. Gone with the Wind. I have seen that. Saving Private Ryan. I have seen that. Uh, Ciudad de Dios. Ooh, City of God. Yeah, I've seen that. I didn't realize that was one of the most watched films. Amazing. Um, the Matrix. Seen that. Braveheart, seeing that. It's a Wonderful Life, seeing that. Oh, so, see, like, movies like It's a Wonderful Life, uh, because it's often watched at Christmas time. I'm sure it gets those repeat viewings, um, especially because pe- people are watching it every year. Anyway, um, Scarface, seen it? Shichinin no Samurai. I haven't seen that. Uh, oh, I think that's Seven Samurai. Um, oh, I have seen that. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember it, so I'm not going to count it because it's not fair of me to say I've seen it. Casablanca, seen it, definitely. Gladiator, yep. The Avengers, yep. The Ten Commandments, nope. Have, I'm, so I'm actually surprised that there's only like two or three uh, religious movies on here. But I, th- I think that's a very fair list. I think anything that I haven't seen on there, uh, I think it's a fair list, and it is even fair in my expectation, even though that's not exactly what I was saying, though, um, because it is a film that, uh, well, um, you know, like, it, um, because I've seen most of those, that means that they are pretty widely known, despite not having heard of that. I believe it could be totally true. Um, she, 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 no samurai. She, 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 no samurai. Uh, actually, Reminds me of, yes, I was talking about um, earlier today. I was trying to get into, I liked Alice in Borderland, I like better than Squid Game. I don't know why, and I feel a little bad for saying that because Squid Game came from my country, Korea. It was the Korean uh, TV series, and it was one of the most watched Netflix things of all time. But... That's okay. Um, it, uh, hold on a second. Welcome back, everybody, even though you probably didn't leave if you're listening to this continuously, but uh, we left, and we're picking up days later. Um, it's been cold. Uh, happy Christmas Eve, if you've celebrated. If you don't, still ha- hope you have a happy day. Uh, no idea what we were talking about before 
we took this break, but the fact that it is Christmas Eve got me thinking about, you know, we like to talk about movies, we like to talk about lists, and so I wanted to see, uh, of course, what movies, if there was such thing as Christmas Eve movies. I was looking at just the word Eve, we're going to go a rundown of movies that have the title Eve in them, hoping that they might be Christmas Eve movies, but they might not actually be. Number one on IMDb being Killing Eve, which is a TV show that I don't think actually has anything to do about holidays. Uh, so if you're just Googling Eve, hoping to find a Christmas Eve movie, you're most likely to find uh, a series that after a series of events, the lives of security operatives and an assassin become inextricably linked. But that sounds like a fun watch. Uh, if you, um, I think, is that a Shonda Rhimes show? If it is, it's probably Excellent. I uh, don't know. It won one primetime Emmy. Another 42 wins and 166 nominations, though. So, yeah, check out Killing Eve. I don't know if it's good or not, but I, I think I wanted to watch it. Uh, okay. Number two, The 12 Days of Christmas Eve. That sounds exactly like the kind of movie I was expecting on this list. But that is a rated G comedy. It only has 6.4 stars, so that doesn't sound too great. Um, it might be, though. Uh, check it out if you want. New Year's Eve, which is number three. I remember that. I think we actually brought that up when we were talking about Taylor Swift movies. I think she is in that. I believe, believe it or not, I haven't seen it, though. All Hallows' Eve. So there, that's a holiday movie. It's not the holiday that's synonymous with the date today, but it is technically a holiday movie. All holidays Eve. It is A Babysitter Finds a VHS Tape, which features various sinister murders performed by a psychotic clown. So, actually that could be a Christmas movie. There's a whole subgenre of... Uh, Christmas horror films. All Hallows' Eve seems like it would refer to the pagan holiday for which Halloween was invented. Or was that a pagan? I don't, uh, not, not, not um, pagan. Um, anyway, we're not here to talk about Halloween. But uh, that one looks pretty good, even though it's only got a 5.1 rating, but most horror films are. Okay, All About Eve, the 1950s film... Uh, that I think was also a play, and that is a classic. That's highly rated, so check that out. It's got an 8.2 on IMDb and a 9.8 on Metascore. Number six, Eve's Bayou, um, which, again, does not really look like a Christmas movie, but uh, it's highly rated, too. Or it's, it's reasonably highly rated. Um... Number seven, Christmas Eve. Again, that's sort of exactly the Eve we thought we were looking for. Number eight, One Christmas Eve. Number nine, Royal New Year's Eve. So I guess I guess you find an equal amount of Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve when you just say Eve. Number ten, Eve of Destruction. Number eleven, It's Christmas, comma, Eve. Number twelve. The Twelve Days of Christmas Eve. Again, there's, there's 2004, The Twelve Days of Christmas Eve. And then The Twelve Days of Christmas Eve, uh, which was number two on the list in a 2000... 
22 movie. Interesting. Okay, they use the same title. Number 13, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. Number 14, The Naughty List, which is actually, despite the, the title, uh, a PG movie, comedy, drama, fantasy. It looks like uh, after a brilliant idea for a new dating app is stolen by a workplace rival, Chelsea's fortune takes a turn for the better following a Christmas wish upon a shooting star. Eve is not in the title of that, though, so I really sort of take, take issue with the fact that they included that on this list. Uh, the next movie now being just Eve. A, 20, a 2022 drama romance. It's only 63 minutes. I'm actually fascinated about this. A one-hour movie. Oh, it looks like it might be Korean. A $2 trillion one divorce case that shocked the country and a woman who seeks revenge on the richest people of Korea. And it's relatively high, a 7.4 aggregate score for a one-hour movie. I wonder if that was a made-for-TV movie, but it is Korean, and I guess uh, Koreans like the name Eve. Number 16, Eve's Christmas. That's a good reverse of the, the term Christmas Eve, and I guess Eve is a character, so it's possessive in that sense. 1941, this is number 17 on the list, The Lady Eve. Now, I actually want to say I love The Lady Eve. I, I watched this film. It's a Preston Sturgis film starring Barbara Stanwyck and Henry Fonda and uh, Charles Coburn. When I mention the movie The Lady Eve, people think I'm talking about the movie All About Eve. They are two classic movies that feature the name Eve, but All About Eve is it needs to be higher. Okay. Hold on a second. You gotta listen to me eating cereal mix. Nailed it. Like and subscribe for more if you enjoyed that. <laughs> Number 18. All about Christmas. Oh yeah, I should brag. I, I made my first cereal mix today. My sister sent me a recipe um, yesterday. And I got up. And I braved the crowds at the grocery store and Walmart this morning and made some cereal mix. Number 19, All Hallows' Eve 2. Again, I think it's referencing uh, Halloween. This is a 4.7 movie. That's even worse. A woman finds a VH tape on her doorstep that shows a series of gruesome tales that could be real, but the true danger is the pumpkin-faced killer that's using the tape to find his next victim. Number 20, Adam and Eve. It looks like a National Lampoon comedy. I don't know any of the actors or director, and it is rated 4.3, but it's number 20 on the list of movies with the word Eve in it. Number 21, Christmas Eve, a 1986 TV movie that is rated pretty high, relatively high. Number 22, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Ghosts of Christmas Eve, which looks like it's... Um, Oh, you know what? I was about to say I thought it was a concert film, but it actually looks like a drama narrative. It's unrated. It's rated highly. It's got 8.4. When a young girl finds herself sleeping in an abandoned theater on Christmas Eve, the Christmas spirits living there come to life long enough to help her find her way through 
music. Oh, so it is sort of like a music slash uh, movie something. Okay, number 23, The Three Faces of Eve, another classic movie. I guess Eve was a more popular name back in the day. It's a 1957 film. Number 24, Who is Christmas Eve? So a lot of people like making plays on words where, where characters are named Eve, even though Eve it means like on the cusp of a time. Number 25, The Ghosts of Christmas Eve. Number 26, Lilla and Eve, which actually seems like it might be more, let's see, it's a crime drama thriller, and let me, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that is a reference to uh, Lilith, who was the biblical predecessor before Eve, who was supposed to be like the first uh, woman, but Lilith was the actual first Woman in the um, uh, biblical texts or something like that? I don't know. I'm not a scholar. Number 27, let's meet again on Christmas Eve. Number 28, National Theater Live, All About Eve, which is a play version of the film. I mean, I guess it was a play first, so you could just call it a version of it. Number 29, Adamo ed Eva. La Prima Storia d'Amore, which uh, is like a 1983 Italian film, adventure, drama, fantasy about the story of Adam and Eve. Not rated very great. Number 30, Christmas Eve. Number 31, Sillip. This one, I'm not sure how this one made the list. Eve is not in the title, 1985. The movie is Silip, S-I-L-I-P. It is rated TVMA. It has a runtime of 125 minutes, and it is genre drama, romance, and thriller. One of the characters must be named Eve, but reading from the title, a young woman chooses celibacy, turns to religion, and demonizes men in order to control her intense sexual desire. Her sister suddenly visits her seaside village, which opens many old wounds and leads to tragedies. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm not sure why this list, this is on the list thematically. I'm saying I don't know why it's on the list because it doesn't have the word Eve in the title. Number 32, 2022's Adam plus Eve, which uh, this looks interesting. It is a highly rated film, 8.6. On IMDb, an emotionally scarred ex-Marine with intense trust issues finally meets the woman of his dreams. No sooner than he finds the strength to open his heart and love, her checkered past comes to light, resurrecting his emotional demons. I say it has 8.6, but it only has five votes, so that's probably the people that made it. I don't know. I don't want to slander. I don't. So, uh, you know, we're not lawyers. I'm not saying. I'm just reading the stats. Number 33, The Private Lives of Adam and Eve. Okay, so if you Google a list, uh, director, one of the directors was Mickey Rooney. It was directed by Mickey Rooney and Albert Zugsmith, starring Mickey Rooney. <laughs> um, eight travelers on a bus to Reno, Nevada have stopped overnight where they have a, a dream about the garden. That, hmm. There's just too much going on in that one. We are going to go past that one. Number 34, Eve. Looks like it was a TV show, a 30-minute comedy that ran from 2003 to 2006. Starring 
Eve. That, okay, that makes sense. Number 35, New Year's Eve of 2020 short film. It was seven minutes long. No rating. So you know what? This is making me realize I am going to put uh, Eve in the name of all the films I make, regardless of if it's the Eve of anything, because there are so few movies on this list that the short films, indie films, and uh, personal projects are making it onto this list of the top. Actually, I don't even know how many we're doing, but um, yeah, you throw Eve in the name and you're on the list, basically. 36, a Christmas Eve Miracle. Because, I mean, Christmas Eve Miracle is rated 3.5. And the one above it, uh, the TV, New Year's Eve wasn't even rated. So, um, number 37, I don't even know what language this is. It, uh, it looks like an Eastern European language. En vrouw als Eva. Uh, a young mother of two, Ava, is sent on a holiday to France by her husband to relieve stress. She meets lesbian Lillian, who lives on a commune. <laughs> All right, well, that's a film. Number 38, Adan e Eva. All right, that is a 1956 film, rated 5. Number 39, Anna ak Eva de Erotiska. Uh, again, looks like an Eastern European film, 4.6 rating, an erotic drama about a youthful bride-to-be who takes a holiday to Yugoslavia with a cynical and evil lesbian film critic and murderess that leads to debauchery, degradation. Hold on. Okay, we're going to go to the full summary of this because they couldn't even fit it all in. Here is the summary of the film Anna Ak Eve de Erotiska, an erotic dream about a youthful bride-to-be who takes a holiday to Yugoslavia with a cynical and evil lesbian film critic, parentheses, and murderess that leads to debauchery, degradation with a dwarf, a dinner with naked entertainers, and other highlights. Put that on your Christmas viewing list. Uh, that's a lot of stuff. Okay, uh, number 40, El Picado de Adan y Eva, 1969. It looks, it looks like a lot of these are about Adam and Eve. So actually, there seems to be more films about Adam and Eve that use the word Eve than Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. Number 41, Eve and the Handyman, comedy romance from 1961. Number 42, Eve no Jikan, which looks like a Japanese film, so it might not actually be Eve, like the word Eve. It might be like E-V or something. Number 43, The Terror of Hollows Eve. Uh, number 44, Lilith and Eve, um, which was what I was alluding to either earlier. Number 45, Eve of Abduction. Number 46, Eve al Desenudo. Number, which is another short, 13 minutes. Number 47, Adam Looking for Eve, 2016. This looks like a reality show. It's a 60-minute. Strangers meet on a beach completely nude and have a first date to see if love is more than just physical. It looks like another Eastern European... Okay. Number 48, Adam by Eve, colon, a live animation. That is anime. 
Number 49, Eve's Secret. Number 50, All Hallows' Eve. But I actually don't know if this, this cover doesn't look like it's... Uh, it looks like a Disney movie. As Eve celebrates her birthday on Halloween night, she discovers she's a witch and accidentally summons old relatives who want to enslave the town. Okay, well that's IMDb's 50 Eve movies. Uh, I wanted to make one other special mention. Eve is not in the title, but if you want to see a movie with Eve, uh, you could check out... Um, Species? Which character was... Uh, named Eve, and that is a 1995 sci-fi film uh, species, which spawned several um, sequels. Uh, the first two starring Natasha Henstridge, and I know that fact. I never saw the full movies, but I was also uh, a pubescent boy when they came out, so I have seen the important parts. All right, well, I guess that's where we're going to wrap up. This is the eve of the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, make sure you tune in next week and every week. Oh, also, we hit a... Nope, never mind, next week. Uh... <laughs> Next week. Yeah, so tune in next week. And every other week, as long as we keep doing this, for all the latest on Silver Linings Playbook the movie and the Silver Linings Playbook the book. Hope you have a happy holidays, and until next time, we will see you down the road and excelsior. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings play cast.